It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels, and wouldn't you know it, Pfizer and the COVID narrative is in a lot of trouble. First off, you had Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough, degenerate from MSNBC, with his co-host, the equally degenerative Mika Brzezinski, daughter of war criminal Zibiganow Brzezinski, who's responsible for doing all sorts of terrible things in Afghanistan during the 70s and 80s. He was on his stupid program, Morning Joe, and he said, oh, I've been sick with COVID again. What? Oh, this is just a sign for me and everybody else out there that I should have gotten my fourth booster shot just to make sure that I wouldn't be infected again. Oh, that's what we need to do here. We need to get more boosters. The utter idiocy of this at this point in time is just ridiculous. How can this person not put together that, hey, the more boosters I get, there's a higher chance that I'm going to keep getting sicker and sicker. And before anything else, the reason why I think Morning Joe is a complete and utter degenerate fool and he should never be able to see the light of day again along with his hideous wife, Mika, is because he was a conservative when he was in Congress, but there's a little intern by the name of Lori Clausitis, or Clausutis, I don't know how to say it, it's K-L-A-U-S-U-T-I-S. Nobody really remembers Lori, because Lori was an intern when Joe was in Congress. And do you know what happened while she was married? She belonged to the Catholic Church. She had a husband, Dr. Timothy Klausu, whatever the hell that name is. And uh, he was part of R&D, Research and Development at Eaglin Air Force Base. Wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? Lori ends up dead in Joe Scarborough's congressional office. Joe just wins his re-election for the district. She ends up dead, and he just says, oh, I have to retire. What happened to Lori, Joe? We would all like to know. What happened to Lori? Everyone says, oh, well, it was ruled accidental. Was it? Was it really? I don't think so. I really do not think so. This is what they officially said. Lori had an abnormal heart rhythm due to a previously undiagnosed heart condition causing her to fall, striking her head against a desk. What? And that blow was severe enough to cause death. In a congressman's office, right? (laughs) Okay, Joe, your secret is safe with me. (laughs) No problem, big guy. And piggybacking off of the lunacy that we see over there at Morning Joe. This comes from IQFY.com. And this article is just, oh, I, I don't even know where to begin. If you're like me, you were utterly frustrated when you were reading this article. So they removed the author's name. And you're not, you weren't allowed to comment on this uh, article for a very long time. It looks like they did allow comments to go back 
but they, they did have the author's name, and I don't see it on here. They may add it at a later time, but I don't know. The title of the article, they knew. Why didn't the unvaccinated do more to warn us? The unvaccinated knew what we didn't. Some of them said too little, and most said nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sweetheart. As the world struggles to come to terms with the devastating effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, one question that continues to surface is why the unvaccinated didn't do more to warn us about the dangers of being injected. I told you from day one, you effing moron. All you had to do was get on board, become a citizen of the fuzzball nation, jump on the last call caravan, and you would have known. I read you the documents. Well, well, intending citizens lined up and did the right thing and received the vaccinations. Their unvaccinated friends stood by and let them do it. Some of them said too little. Some said nothing at all. Even though they knew what we didn't. Our blood is now on their hands. No! <laughs> Absolutely not. I refuse to be held accountable for your foolishness. For your utter ignorance. For your absolute arrogance. Because we tried to tell you, we told you time and time again, hey, you're an effing moron for this reason, that reason, and the other reason. Three, even if you don't put on the tinfoil hat and go down the last call caravan conspiratorial road. Three things. Uh, the trials go out until 2027. Uh, the, we don't know certain things and we're not testing for certain things in this product. Um, uh, what else is there? Oh, it's under emergency use authorization. It's not approved and licensed. That's all you needed to know to say, hey, wait a minute. I, I probably shouldn't be doing this. That's all. That's, you didn't need to go that far down Conspiracy Boulevard here. But now all oh, the blood is on my hands. Those are strong words. But the unvaccinated had access to important information about the potential side effects and they knew about the risks. And they knew that the vaccines did not immunize us. They knew it wasn't effective. And they can cause more harm than good. Uh, yeah. And I told you this stuff. Everybody on my side of the aisle told people about all of this. We were censored. We were drummed out of our jobs. We were threatened with our jobs if we weren't drummed out of them. Family members abandoned us. People would disinvite us from parties or not invite us to parties. Family didn't matter. If you don't have 10 vaccines, then that's your problem and you don't have to be part of this family. So on and so forth. This is on you. I have zero sympathy for those kinds of people. And now you come knocking at my door, cap in hand, panhandling for sympathy and how I should help you. Well, of course, being Chris Michaels and being the empathetic, lovable fuzzball that I am, of course, we try to look into supposed cures or at least uh, ways to mitigate all of these adverse events. But as far as sympathy from me, absolutely not. Don't knock on this door. Not now, not tonight, 
not ever. And this article keeps going. They all knew it. But instead of warning us, they chose the unvaccinated to remain silent. They chose to look the other way and not speak out. They let millions of good folks who did the right thing fall to death and disease. Did you do the right thing? I sincerely doubt it. And many anti-vaxxers even gloated online about how their coin flip had been the right bet. And even more diabolical, they urged people to get more boosters. <laughs> oh, you don't like being told to get more boosters, do you? Oh, too bad. <laughs> you told people like me to not show up to grocery stores. You wanted people like me to get rounded up. You wanted people like me to get ostracized and removed from society because somebody with my brain power and brilliance is able to discern lies and dangerous gene therapy prophylactics before anybody else just by being able to Google and read. I'm sorry you can't do that on your own. Seriously. <laughs> it's time. It's time for the unvaccinated to take responsibility for their actions and to work with the rest of us to find a solution. The unvaccinated should, by any moral measuring stick, have done more to warn us about the risks, to help us make informed decisions about our health, and they must now ask us for forgiveness. <laughs> Absolutely not. I will never ask for your forgiveness. I will never utter those words. If anything, you should apologize to people like us, individuals that have brain cells that are firing up and realizing that what we are surrounded with is massive amounts of propagandistic deception to line the pockets of these major big pharmaceutical companies that do not care about your health. The only thing these people care about is making you sick. And these companies want to continue to make you sick because if you're not sick or if you're not disabled, then you aren't a customer. And if you're not a customer, then they don't make any profit. This comes from the Vigilant Fox and DailyClout.io. Smoking gun. Disability data reveals alarming health crisis of the employed. Now, it's a funny, funny headline, don't you agree? Why would they say something like that? Health crisis of the employed. I'll tell you why. It's got to do with mandates. The working aged individuals within this country are being harmed. And the way you can find out is by looking at the Federal Reserve reports. Three million more unfortunate souls are now amongst the U.S. disabled population than two years ago. What were 29.85 uh, 29 million people within this cohort in January of 21 soared to 32.87 million people by December of 22. What's interesting is that the trend was overall heading downward in 2020, and it wasn't until 21 when those numbers started to jack up. The disability data is a disaster, said Edward Dowd, former 
BlackRock Portfolio Manager. And what he means by that is you want to know, he'll, he sums it up basically by saying, if you want to know why there are so many help wanted signs out there, it's because there are a lot of people now becoming disabled from this stuff. They are no longer able to fulfill their job's duties because they physically cannot do it anymore. He said, I had said to Senator Ron Johnson, I'm saying it to everyone, this is a national security issue. But yet there's crickets from our health authorities and global governments because this is occurring in every country. It's not just the U.S. And I brought up this point in the past as well. He said, again, this is a national security issue. That's right. Doesn't it seem as though some foreign power, terrestrial or otherwise, is trying to hollow out the youth and working-aged individuals so that for some reason, due to some event, they would not be able to respond effectively because those age groups are now disabled. They cannot join the military because of health issues like myocarditis and pericarditis and neurological disorders and so on and so forth. Ed Dowd brings up an excellent point. These people have hollowed out working aged Americans because they're trying to basically hollow out the West. Whoever this country could be, whoever this power might be, they're trying to make sure that there cannot be an effective response to whatever event may be just beyond the horizon. And to think that individuals like Joe Scarborough or say, get the other booster, and individuals like the anonymous author who doesn't even use a gnome de plume from IQFY, they are begging for forgiveness. I, no, I, excuse me. They're demanding that we work with them and that we apologize hand and knee. Oh, please forgive me. Forgive me. I, I should have said it louder. I, I should have tackled you before you went into a CVS 15 times over and got your free cheeseburger and Coke if you live in New York City. Those people now want our help. And it's not going to change because Dr. Malone came up with an interesting article. Today, he emailed it out. ICD. What's ICD? I wish I could tell you. International Classification of Diseases. That's what ICD is. So that's why we read quickly. ICD serves a broad range of uses globally and provides critical knowledge. Now, what he brings up here is the Affordable Care Act demanded that ICD coding become fully integrated with the digitization of healthcare records in the USA. In other words, every single little medical ailment health issue must have some kind of code that can ultimately be read by the government and the World Health Organization. Gee, uh, where's the privacy in that? In April of 2022, the Federal Centers 
for Medicare and Medicaid announced a new set of codes. And thankfully, in January of this year, they finally got everything back online, and it's all out there for everyone to read. The disturbing code number is Z28.310, and it is listed, and it is not a code for an illness or a diagnosis. It is a code for non-compliance of a medical procedure. In other words, if you have code Z28.310 in your medical profile, that means that you are not vaccinated for COVID-19. Then they have another code for partially vaccinated. Then they've got another code for up-to-date vaccinations. And then they've got uh, another code for delinquent immunization status, lapsed immunization scheduled status. They're still going forward with the vaccine passport idea. That's what this is all about. Because the governments won't say, oh, you can't travel, you can't go here, you can't go there. But as we saw during the COVID-19 nonsense, industry, because we live in a neo-fascist society, is more than willing to do whatever the government tells it to do. Hello, Twitter. Hello, Facebook. Hello, airlines. Other nations will restrict your travel. Auto rental companies will tell you no. Public transport won't be available to you. Oh, you want a job? Let's see that medical data. Despite the Privacy Act of 1974, which said nobody should be able to have access to your medical data. Does this sound like America to you? Does this sound like a democracy or a republic? or a country that respects your human rights and privacy? No. This sounds like a fascist country. And it sounds like the rest of the world, particularly the West, is going down this very, very dark path that Hitler tried to start back in the 1920s and 30s. And it seems as though it's continued ever since then, just on the backside. Just in the shadows, not fire, not out in the open. But there's an even more disturbing billable code. It's called Z71.85. I'll say it again, Z71.85. This is for something diabolical. It's for specificity that you need a medical diagnosis of Encounter for Immunization Safety Counseling. That's right. If you have Z71.85 in your medical profile, that means you should be going to re-education courses. Oh, dare I say it, re-education camps. That's right. Remember all of those people that wanted to round you up because you dared question the science. You dared buck the trend and say Dr. Fauci is a hook-nosed little fascist. Now you have Z71.85 in your profile. Somebody could be knocking at your door. We need to re-educate you. We don't think that you're up to date with your vaccines. It says it right there in your medical profile. Someone needs to talk to you. Maybe you need to start a regimen of antipsychotics because you could be a danger. 
And if you don't go along with this, being that we have a digital currency, you won't be able to use your money outside of two miles of your home. Sorry. And your electric vehicle, being that your health records aren't up to date and you still did not go through your re-education class, your car won't work five miles beyond your registered address on your driver's license. Sorry. Until you go through that, you're going to be isolated. I've said this kind of thing time and again. And it's coming to fruition. Maybe I should stop talking about it. That's <laughs> right. Maybe if we stop drawing attention to it, maybe it will go away. And I'm going to leave you with this. Project Veritas came out with a massive, in my opinion, it just validates everything we already knew. And that's, that's sometimes what we need, right? Because we can talk about this until the cows come home. And we could be right. We know we're right because we can piece things together and we're critical thinkers but project veritas basically blew the lid off of pfizer's deception and they caught somebody this poof jordan tristan walker pfizer director of worldwide Re research and development strategic operations and mrna scientific planning what a mouthful could you imagine putting that in your email signature, uh, what, what's your title? Oh, I'm the Pfizer Director of Worldwide Research and Development, Strategic Operations, and mRNA Scientific Planning. Shorten that up. Anyway, he's a doctor from Yale. They have the administrative hierarchy of where Jordan works within Pfizer. He's literally three steps below CEO and criminal against humanity, Albert Borla. The guy is not some rank-and-file ham and egger that works at Pfizer. He's three steps down from Albert Borla. <laughs> so he comes out and says, guess what? We don't call engineering viruses gain-of-function. Now, remember what gain-of-function is. What you do is you manipulate a virus or a part of a virus and you increase the function of that particular virus. You know, you make it more uh, uh, communicable. You, you, you make it more deadly, whatever else. It's gaining in function, gain of function. It's not gain of function, according to Jordan. It's called directed evolution. Think of plants, right? You, you want the seeds out of the fruit, so you keep breeding uh, the plants and keep cross-pollinating that until you get rid of the seeds and the fruit. We'll go way back to the 1800s, right? 17, 1600. Well, directed evolution, what they do is they infect monkeys, then they reinfect them, and then they keep reinfecting the deadliest pathogens within the infected monkey populations. They ultimately isolate it, and then wouldn't you know it, at the same time, they're hurting these monkeys in these debauched experiments they're working on a vaccine to counter the new variant. Do you understand that? What they're doing is, is that they're creating limitless variants of COVID viruses through directed evolution. So what happens is somehow, some way, the new variant gets released. And wouldn't you, God, what are the odds? Pfizer is right there within a week 
They've got a new vaccine that is specifically tailored to this brand new variant, and we are allowed to move on with our lives as long as we're up to date with our vaccines. This is criminal. This is criminal. These people are criminals against humanity. They're guilty of mass murder. <laughs> and I don't take that, I don't mean, oh, somebody walked in with a gun and shot 20 people. Awful thing, mass murder. I'm talking about massive murder. Over what? How many people now? Over a million people in one form or another have died from COVID and or these adverse events from the shots. And then he even brings up in the video how, yeah, nobody believes that, uh, that Wuhan was natural. I mean, it, it, there's no way. Just look at it. And then, and then the problem with doing what they did with Wuhan, which is try to create a new virus in a lab setting, is that being that it is a new virus, they don't know if it will become an even more deadly variant. Because since it's new, they've never studied it. And if they release it like they did with Wuhan, they will have no success like they've had no success with the shots when it comes to Omicron or whatever else there, there is out there. So what they prefer to do is directed evolution. Do you see how the game works? He's basically admitting that Pfizer creates both the disease and the cure. They don't want you healthy. This should call into question Every single vaccine that is on the children's vaccine schedules, every single shot that you've taken should now be called into question with this incredibly dangerous, deadly practice within Pfizer. And what a lot of people are talking about is in this video, you see Jordan's utter arrogance, his hubris. This maniacal, vice-ridden deviant should be thrown in front of a court. He should be dragged in front of Congress under oath and made to answer these questions. God knows what questions. I, these questions, I don't even have them yet. But you get what I'm getting yet. <laughs> that also is a window into the culture of Pfizer, into the brains of people like Albert Borla. They don't care about you. They want you ill. They want you sick because they're the ones probably making you sick so that they can have lifelong customers. That's going to be it for tonight. Oh, wait, before... <laughs> One of the reasons why I was late with this podcast is I was listening to the Twitter space with uh, Kim.com and Robert Malone and James O'Keefe from Project Veritas on this whole thing. And I hope they put it up. I hope they recorded it and I hope they put it up because somebody, one of the speakers, <laughs> didn't put his phone on mute and he decided to take a raging piss and then flush the toilet. <laughs> Everybody heard it. <laughs> Everybody was trying to cover it up and keep moving and not just ignore it. There was no way anybody could ignore that massive leak that was taken. And of course, the earth shattering when they were done. <laughs> I just wish 
I knew which speaker actually did that. Okay, so it's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. You know what to do. Like me, find me, share me, do whatever you got to do. As always, if you're going to share me anywhere, make sure you got that hashtag FuzzballNation to let everybody know what nation you are a citizen of. And as always, if you're listening to me, you are part of the Last Call Caravan. You're a brilliant, lovable fuzzball, and you are on the cutting edge of critical thinking. It's up to us to make sure the earth becomes a better place.